Hello, welcome everyone. Thank you. Hey, Happy hey. to be here today. Oh man, we already Ooh, got the awkward silence. <laughs> well, no, we have to get it all out of the way first. That's Wait, true. stop talking. Everyone stop. Okay. All right. It's gone. No Guess more. Guess what day it is? Saturday. Saturday. Saturday yes. morning. And? The March 11th. Ooh, it's Oscars Eve. Yes, is that's that, exactly was, was that's that the, the phrase answer? I was thinking. Yes, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Where's the sound effect for that? Uh, that Where is perfect. it? We didn't hear it. Oh, what? man. I'm going to assume it was perfect it was harp. on your end. It was yeah. harp going into a, a no. dream sequence. Mm. That's exactly <laughs> it. Lovely. So true, it is Oscars Eve. Literally 37 hours from now. Wow, great math. The Oscars will be starting. Don't fact check me on that. It's pretty incredible. We listeners won't know. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be listening after and it comes out, after Oscars have happened, because who knows if we'll put it okay. out before. Ooh, true. Probably not. A couple of prefaces for the audience so that you know what you're getting into. Um, you don't have to have seen these movies. It helps. It would help a lot if you have and you can relate and <laughs> weigh in your your own opinions in the car with what we're saying. <laughs> However, we are going to catch you up with a little summary of each movie as we go through and talk about all of the Best Picture nominees, all 10 of them. Um, and... We've collectively, before we started this, we did a little prep work for you listeners. We ranked all the movies in order of most likely to win to least likely. And we're going <laughs> to dole those out to you in reverse order, starting from 10th most likely. So the, the least likely. Mm-hmm. Of course. So that's what we're going to do. That's the agenda for today. <laughs> nice. Wow. That's going to be good. Yeah. And we have a couple of special guests joining us. <gasps> well. To fill the void of Adam. <laughs> Adam's, yeah. void, Adam's void is filled with me, Matthew. Tell us more about and yourself. I'm, I'm also filling the void, Elena. Okay, <laughs> a couple of void fillers. Wait, give us like a three-sentence thing about who each of you are. Yeah, I'm a movie fanatic, uh, but we we really we really struggle in the Oscar category. So I will give my I'll give my two cents of what I feel the movies are about and how I feel their outcome was. Yeah. Ooh, and not to absolutely drag you, I'm also a movie fanatic, but I did slay in the Oscar oh. category this year. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I have wow. seen them all. Um, yeah, my. Uh, other things about me. My name is Elena. Fun <laughs> um, facts. Yeah. Fun facts. Ooh. No, I don't really have those. Well, we what's on your that. forehead yes. right now? Oh, uh, yeah. I did bring a little bit of a visual bit, if you will. Um, I do have a, a googly eye to a podcast, which was brave <laughs> of me. Um, it is a googly eye to represent everything, everywhere, all at once, which was my favorite movie of the season. More on that later. More on her later. <laughs> yeah. A little foreshadowing, maybe. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're not going to waste any time. We'll get right into it. Just so everyone's aware of the scale that we're going that we're using here. The lowest I've added up the totals of the rankings mm, that we all Okay, perfect. ranked. Yes. So in this context, a low number is good. Low number is high. It means it's most <laughs> likely to win. Of course. High number is bad. Ooh, it's now so the bad. range of all 10 of our movies that we have here is 5 to 34. 34 well, is the lowest score. So 5 meaning score, if, if I that. can if I can do some quick um and analysis here 5 means one person ranked it second and everyone else ranked yes. it first. It's the only way possible. Whoa. The only okay, combination. 
<laughs> side eye. Side eye. Elena's bombastic like my, side my, eye. My googly eyes even <laughs> look inside. Wait. <laughs> okay, no, that sounds perfect. 34. Okay, whoa, that's... 34. What, so if I'm thinking right, the lowest, if we all said 10, would be 40. Yes. Keep that lowest in mind. possible could be 40. Mm-hmm. So we've got some variation. So we're going to need some assistance on the summary of this first movie that's coming up because I have a guess. totally transparently <laughs> me and Matt have not seen this one. No, this is my only movie on the list that I haven't seen. And of um, course you ranked it last. We'll, we're going to lean on you two for your uh, analysis of this first one. Yeah. And full transparency. I think I've seen the trailer for this movie probably 10 to 15 times. <laughs> okay. It would air in between and before every single movie we saw. Uh, for the like, last couple That's months. so interesting. At the end, I've never seen at the beginning, at the beginning, at the beginning. <laughs> it was it was a preview cho- of choice at the Alamo Draft House for several months. <laughs> Alamo Draft yeah. House. And I've never been to the Blacks. Alamo Draft House, so I've never Ooh. seen the trailer. <laughs> but I have seen the movie, <laughs> so I can give the little analysis. I am there a Triangle of Sadness hater. Or, is it Triangle of Sadness, can we say? Is, has oh, that yes. already been said? Um, okay. Well, good, good surmising. It is Triangle of Sadness in 10th place with a score of 34. The lowest or highest. God, we should just pick one and stick with it. The highest, lowest ranked. Yeah, just say lowest ranked. We don't know the numbers, so you can you know the numbers. Number 10. Number 10. Take it away, Elena. Um, okay, Triangle Sadness. That really describes my viewing experience when watching, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a commentary on wealth, influencer culture, um, like some weird like survival elements in it. Yeah, it gets to survivor um, sort of esque. Yeah, it's hard to even explain what the movie's about without spoiling it. But mm. it takes place on a yacht with um, a couple different levels of wealth. You have people who are working on this yacht, and then people who got on this yacht for free, or people who got on this yacht because they're extremely wealthy. Um, and chaos ensues. I would say don't watch it if, if you had eaten a lot. Or are or, squeamish. Yes, what? motion sickness. I wouldn't um, have guessed that one. Yeah. Here's one thing. Um, there's like 40 minutes mm-hmm. of just like straight up diarrhea. <laughs> and I wish I was being dramatic when I say oh. that. Like you're just watching people absolutely shit themselves for and, 40 minutes straight. And vomit. And vomiting. It's coming out all ends. It's awful. <laughs> oh my god! So now I want trigger to see warning it. <laughs> for the viewers, the listeners, please. <laughs> I actually think I do really well with diarrhea visually. <laughs> okay. I'll be okay. Mm, okay, you're one of the lucky ones. As long as I'm not eating like refried beans at <laughs> the time. Ooh, you know, yeah. Something texturally that's similar. If I have like a chicken breast, I think I'll be okay. Okay, yeah, I didn't have that, so I wasn't okay. <laughs> no, we had. Did we have any food? No. Probably a little little treat. A snack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. A few it was, hard candies. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, no. I was going to say, the movie was, yeah, it was kind of, you don't really know where it's going, which is maybe the case for a lot of, for a handful of the, like, movies that are usually nominated. But, yeah, the mm-hmm. acts are very distinct. Like, first act, they're not even on the boat. Second act, they're on the boat. On the boat, okay. And third act, no spoilers, but it's not... <laughs> On the boat. Yeah. <laughs> That's a spoiler. Yeah. Um, okay. I would say that oh. it has all the ingredients to be a great movie, but they just flopped so hard. Like, they could not assemble, so it ended up just being mush. And mm. it was tough because it was also it's also nominated for Best Screenplay, which angers me. 
which no <laughs> end. I also I have an English background, so I very like very much like the screenplay aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The screenplay was ass. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I went there. <laughs> <laughs> so why, if you have to uh, guess, why is it included in the nominations for best picture? Like, what did they see in it? Mm, that's such a great question. Damn the Academy to hell. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like kind of like every year the Academy has like one like indie kind of movie that's a little bit irrelevant. And mm. Um, mm. yeah, I went there. And that was this movie. Going there. <laughs> Going there. We want to stay there. We want to be in that area. This is where we want to be. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Maybe perhaps they bribed the Academy. Could perhaps. be. Like the Golden Globes. Mm. And just assume Emily that. Emily in Paris. Oh, <laughs> um, no. Yeah, so I think that's all Whoa. of our thoughts on that. If yeah. you guys want yeah. to say anything about it, jump in. Oh, what did you think from the trailer? Yeah, yeah. from the trailer, um, I definitely feel like it gave away way too much of the movie. Okay. And it tried to make you think it was a comedy, but then it also seemed like it was a very, you know, dark, very dark comedy. So was it as dark as the trailer made it seem? Did they, wait, yeah. did they show any diarrhea in the trailer? They showed too much in the trailer. Really? Yeah. And you're like sitting there and, and you're not even subjecting yourself to it. They're forcing it upon you. Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You had no choice. You had no choice. It was a view and it was a, almost a three-minute trailer. So. Oh, God. Yeah. God. I think after the fifth time, it was, uh, it was a little bit old. But I'm, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> First There's, four were good? The... <laughs> It was funny. I don't know. It was a little funny, but okay. now it's just not. Okay. Yeah, we can move on then to okay. the next one. Oh my God. Uh, coming in one point higher at 33, <laughs> just one point barely eking it out at ninth place is from Roll Sound Effect. I don't know where there is one. <laughs> not that. Women talking. <gasps> Oh my god! That's so funny. As a woman talking right now, this is it's so meta. <laughs> yes. Damn. Uh, wait. What Two days that? after International Women's Day, yeah. we've put this movie in ninth place out of ten. Mm. Tough. Maybe we should be asking ourselves why. I was going to say. Doing. I had. Exactly I had her. I had her at six, so it wasn't me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yep. I guess we can expose everyone. Jason had it at six. Elena had it at eight. I put it as nine and Matt over here at 10. I had it at 10. Wow. Tanked women. That. <laughs> There's just something about it that irks me. Have you seen it? Somehow. Has everyone seen it here? I've seen it. Okay. I haven't even seen the trailer. Which is <gasps> fair enough that you. I maybe ranked it a little lower because of my ignorance it. on it. Yeah. Well, we almost didn't watch it because we did not want to. We were haters, haters, haters. We were like, oh, my God, we have one more. We have to see it. We're like, we don't. Grueling. We were literally like, okay, we don't have to make ourselves see it if we don't want to. But then it was International Women's Day. (laughs) We're like, oh, and that's literally what it came down to? Pretty much. Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, I don't think I would have seen it if you guys hadn't seen it and then made me feel the pressure of wanting to see it because you had seen it. The peer pressure of the group. And the podcast impending. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought it was enjoyable for how minimal it yeah. was. 
literally just one barn and women title has it all. The title says it all. It's just women talking. Uh Uh-huh. Like, okay, I roll, let the English major talk about the screenplay. Do Um, this. Do this. So it's it's nominated for adapted screenplay, which I think it will win. Um, It must be so challenging to have wrote that film and to have like seven women just sitting in a barn for two hours and still make it engaging. And mm-hmm. it was engaging. Like I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, it was much mm-hmm. more philosophical than I thought it was going to be. Um, I liked that they kind of took the angle of feminism, not so much like girl power, yes, slay queen. Um, and more like, a, now let's actually really consider why we are in our situations. Um, I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. good too. I was pleasantly surprised. I think with our expectations being the floor, anything would have surpassed it. Um, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good yeah. point. But no, it was actually surprisingly good and and engaging too. We were like yelling at the TV at the one woman. I forget her name. Oh my god! Yeah, was, um, not. Uh, ooh, ooh. They all had like names. Sal- Sal- Salmote. It's right there. It's well, right there. Yeah, it's in that category. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, we were we were into it, which is yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think it has much many legs to stand on. Like when we're considering best picture, but <laughs> I don't know. Kind yeah, of I do. I do these days more and more like movies that are super simple. Like some of these other ones we'll talk about. Kind of, there's not a ton of plot there, but you're just watching real people interact with each other, and that's it. Um, and the context of this one, well, it sort of was revealed halfway through. We can spoil it. Nobody's going to watch this Nobody's going to watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was, it seemed like it was set in the 1800s, but we found out halfway through it was the year 2010. Yeah. There are these women living. In the Mennonite colony. In a colony. Is that what it is? Yeah. I only know that because I listened to another Oscars prediction podcast and they said Mennonite and I was like, aha. Actually, one of my clients Wait, is, in, is in a Mennonite quick, community. Quick, catch us up on what Mennonite is. It's like Amish, but different. I think it's less on the you can't use tools thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. I am just making all this up. <laughs> but it's similar to Amish, but it's not Amish. Wow. So this is yeah. adapted from a novel of the same name. And that mm-hmm. novel is inspired by true events uh, because the author is Mennonite. So and she left like this colony, and she's still... Like she still is Mennonite, but in a very different way. But she's like living in modern, I don't want to say modern day society, but yeah, I'll do that. Um, (laughs) So I don't really know what defines Mennonite culture. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, I was blown away because the intro has a voiceover of our sort of main character, one of the daughters. She says, the narrator, she says, this story ends before you were born. At first, I thought she was talking to the audience. Then, yeah. it was later, found out that she was talking to her unborn baby sister. That's a good point. Because the I whole story seen. takes place in like a day. Yeah. And it's 2010. <laughs> I never made that connection. Crazy. I never made the connection that they were sisters. <laughs> or, or, well, okay. Well, <laughs> the unborn, the baby. Yeah. Of the main. In Mara. One of the main Rooney Mara. Yeah, Rooney Mara. Oh, she was awesome in this movie. That is one that I'm like, was she in the conversation at all for any sort of acting nominations? I don't know, but mm. something to think about. Something I thought about. Something we're talking about. Oh, women talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, 
Okay. So I guess we can move on. I thought it was good. Yeah. Definitely didn't regret watching it. Mm-hmm. Always a positive. Yeah. <laughs> you want that <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Hopefully we have that in this next movie. Coming in at eighth place with 31 total points. Any guesses? Two points higher. Any guesses? Um, yeah. The next two are super close. So these are in a tight race. I'm thinking. Um, does anyone have a strong guess as to what you think it is? Yeah, Top Gun based on both of us. But I don't know yeah. if you guys ranked mm. him higher. Okay, yeah, we might have affected your rankings. Well, but okay. the next one in eighth place is Avatar, the way of water. Of water. Oh. Rip. Okay, I'll start because I'm a James Cameron <laughs> apologist. Um, love <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> Not great at writing Jim's, Jimmy Cameron, Ooh, um, but it's a technological marvel. He's been working on it for a long time. Love the score. Love the um, scale. It was gigantic. Uh, just Oof. fun. Gets everybody into the movie theater. I know there's a lot of Avatar haters. Not me. Not me. I don't really sympathize with them at all. No. Hate the haters. Right. But it, exactly. is it going to win an award? In Not best picture. <laughs> That's for sure. No, does it, is it nominated for editing? Um, it's definitely sound, effects. visual effects, and visual score. Effects. Oh, sure, yeah. No, maybe well, it's not. Maybe it's not. Surely score. it has VFX yeah. wrapped up. Yeah, visual right? effects it will sweep in. Um, but I'm just okay. reviewing my list of other things. I think that might be it. Ripped, James. It was your classic hero's journey, right? There's nothing wrong with that necessarily. It's just in a new, super cool. Setting. Right. And it the Love first the one was also hero's journey, learning the way Continue of a new people. Yeah. So it's kind journey. of I repeat, but was I mad? No. 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 It's your classic folk tale. Yeah. Yeah. I could have gone with less dude and bro. <laughs> bro. 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 That was <laughs> yeah. I'll say insane. That was why <laughs> who, who included that? That felt like an afterthought where it's like, okay. I know that we've been working on this movie for a really long time and we just got to like modernize it real quick. Let's just add some bros in there. Crazy, James. <laughs> James? <laughs> James? James. Yeah, I do agree. That was, okay, hear me out. Let's say they remove all the bros and the dudes. Do you rank this movie higher out of 10? For most likely to win, no. But I think for my personal enjoyment, it skyrockets. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I feel like that's a common feeling that a lot of people have about the movie. They were just really annoyed at it for that reason. Mm-hmm. And it kind of tainted their viewing, I think. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, and uh, the 3D of it all is kind of, I know not many people like 3D and, yeah. and James Cameron's kind of like, it's back, you can only watch it in 3D. <laughs> um, I didn't mind it. Um, some people hated that it, I didn't notice this at the time. When they do the underwater sequences, it's at 60 frames per second versus yeah, the 30 to make it look more smooth, um, mm-hmm. which I guess could make some people motion sick. But And it looks more like a, a visual sequen- sequence in a video game, you know, yeah. like a cut sequence. Yeah, people said that it was too video gamey. Very, very video gamey. But what are you going to do? <laughs> we couldn't make that movie. <laughs> no, I don't think, at least. <laughs> Maybe if we tried for 14 years. <laughs> Matt, what are your thoughts on Avatar? Um, I feel like I might have a little bit more of an unpopular opinion. <laughs> no, well, let's hear it. 
No, Avatar, I I went to see Avatar with Eric here. We went opening night. We saw it IMAX. We saw it 3D. We did the whole experience. Exactly. Um, and I think it is, you know, a fan favorite for a common folk. It definitely, <laughs> it definitely, it definitely, it definitely, it definitely like plays on and um, hits all of the cylinders that like an average movie goer wants to see in an experience. Fun, adventurous, hero winning in the end-esque way. Um, and I, I really did enjoy the visual effects, but I know exactly how best pictures work. And so I didn't rank this one crazy high, um, but I did personally enjoy it. You guys were talking about bros. You guys were talking about students. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I only did see the movie once and it was a while ago. So like at least what, three months now at this point. So opening day. Yeah. We saw it like, yeah, opening day. Yeah, and it that? was, and it was a little too long. Yeah, it could have been yeah. chopped at least 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, <laughs> James Cameron loves an establishing shot. They're always like sweeping vistas like for at yep. least 30 to 40 seconds before we get to the scene. 30 to 40 seconds? No way. It's Not long. Exaggeration. I'm calling you out. No, no rewatch. Way. I think I saw it two or three times. Whoa. <laughs> I saw it twice. In the theater. I've only seen it once. I really do wish I was lounging while I saw it, though. I think oh. sitting upright... Not the move. Yeah. Not the move. No. I was horizontal. And that was <laughs> where you wanted to be. Paramount in the experiments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe like 30 degrees. Yeah. So you were at zero? I was, it was an, no, not acute, obtuse angle. For sure. Obtuse. <laughs> Back then. Um, oh no. um, I was going to say, um, Matt, about your comments, I totally agree. I, on our favorite, po- me and Elena's favorite podcast, Las Culturistas, Ooh. name drop. They talked about Wisconsin. Uh, exactly. They talked about Avatar and how it's since it's for the masses, like they really couldn't get very specific. They had to like family mm-hmm. values. Let's make what right. would everyone like, and let's put it in there. Because they said it was so international mm-hmm. appealing. Mm-hmm. So you like, really can't take a super strong stance on anything. Exactly. It's like big, oh, it's save the environment. Oh, family is good sort of things, which is, mm. you know great yeah. for the for making money. say i left feeling good i left with a reinvigoration to connect with nature mm-hmm. james cameron is is happy world. about that <laughs> that's i'm sure all he wants yeah and that action the action scenes it just was it just like made you just feel like i don't know it just was invigorating i loved it i like yeah. the action a lot too it seemed creative the whole yeah. 45 minute battle sequence yeah our fun. theater experience had people clapping and cheering and screaming all the time mm. too, that's so, so fun <laughs> that always makes it better. Yes. It does. Wait, can I do the next one? I think we're yeah. trying to move into the next one. Yes, yes, yeah, go for it. Thank you. Okay, so coming in at number seven, this is, I think, a solid ranking for this movie, um, was Boslerman's Elvis. So yes. I I see that we're all in like the same range of where we're putting this movie. Um, I remember seeing this movie. I saw it on a sneak screening, and so it really recaps Elvis's life um from beginning to end almost the beginning to the end um and i don't know how much of it is like accurate uh i would assume it's gonna be pretty accurate because his family was there but obviously they want to portray him in a positive light and i know there's a lot of controversy around some of the things that were portrayed positively or not negatively enough uh when it comes to the movie but i thought the whole style filming was like a good play on Boz Lerman's aesthetic but then pairing that with a unique cast um and story as well so 
personally, I dropped this one at number eight. I dropped this at number yeah. eight. Yeah. Um, but I I just fell in love with the movie from the second it started. And it was hilarious. I thought the movie was so funny as well. So would love to get your guys' take on this one. Interesting. When I viewed it, I never would have thought it was a contender for best picture. Mm. I don't know why. In my mind, I was like, oh, this is just a fun movie that they made because they could. (laughs) Um, Obviously, the music was really good. And like the score as well. Um, What I remember is that it was very much in your face. Some of the sequences, very Mm. out there, sort of meta, like dreamlike, almost. Yeah, very fast cuts, very fast cuts. And... I will say, I didn't know that much about Elvis. I'll be honest. I knew the basics, I guess. I thought he started in Vegas and was in Vegas the whole time. (laughs) Not the case. So it was very educational, too. Yeah, I think visually it's overstimulating at times. Um, (laughs) But I think, like, the costuming and the hair and everything, like, I personally love that stuff. And I think it's going to sweep those categories. Um, it's really cool. And even like just production design, I don't think it's going to win production design. I think Babylon has that, which mm. let's bring her into the conversation. That's mm. not actually. <laughs> but, um, later, later. Later, later, later. Um, I think it was just an interesting viewing experience watching Austin Butler be so amazing paired with Tom Hanks, who was just not my cup of tea. He was, you said it was funny and I think that when you said funny, I said, ooh, Tom Hanks. That was so silly. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hanks was kind of heinous for whatever he was doing. Like, Tom Hanks, famously one of the best actors yeah. of our time. But I don't, the choices that were made for the character were insane. Like, his, um, Elvis Presley. Like, why was he speaking like that? And oh, Probably how the real character spoke. I do think they had a Duh. weird accent, but... It was maybe a bit too much for... Or caricature <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of insane. But, I mean, I love Tom Hanks, so... So sad for that yeah. <laughs> moment. I'll delete it from my brain. Yeah. I won't let this sit with me for Tom. I'm I'm with you on those visual effects uh, as well. I thought the movie was just so... In, like, it engulfed you, like, right from the beginning for how the fast cuts zoom in, zoom out. Um, I just remember, like, when they were at the the park with the ferris wheel and stuff and they were on the ferris wheel together and it was just like zoom in zoom out like transferring and it just was like you like couldn't even pay attention to anything else besides the movie because so much was happening which i think is kind of like how maybe things are going to go moving forward when it comes to movie style making just because Mm. of everybody's short attention spans Mm. i think it might be it might be uh tapping into that yeah i mean the direct opposite pace of women talking literally of a movie (laughs) insane crazy big kudos to austin butler though for making his disney channel comeback onto (laughs) the big screen yeah what are you very proud of him what do you guys think of the like not controversy but what do you think of like the memes that surround that man yeah i don't know i don't know about the memes well you know how he still does the elvis voice i think he's maybe dropping it he's so far into it yeah Yeah, it's kind of like people are like showing clips of him at red carpets in this disney era and it's not even close to how he speaks um is it kind of weird? Didn't like, he go to Australia for like a couple of years and only believe he was Elvis? Like he really went like he all in. Yeah, he went all in. I don't know if that's true. It's going to be Dune interesting to see when he does the Dune tours, <gasps> Dune 2. Because oh, yeah. bring it up. Bring we it have up. the accent in Dune 2. Oh, I did see um, a meme of Austin Better Butler. Alta? 
Um, yeah, as in the, on Twitter, it was like Denny Villeneuve to Austin Butler in Dune 2, do the voice. Um, or use the voice like what Jessica says to Paul. Do the roar. Interesting. That will be, we'll watch that space for Elvis <laughs> on Arrakis. Um, I, okay, so we have one minute here until we run out of our 40 minute interval. Let's restart. Everyone take a breather, take a glass of water. I'll send the link right back. And listen to our sponsors. <laughs> yes. Okay, we're back. And we have made it to the top six. So in the scores, we are making a giant leap six points up to the next movie. So this wow. one's a, quite a bit higher uh, ranked by all of us. So coming in at sixth place with 24 points is Top Gun Maverick. Mm. Which may be divisive here. We'll get into this, um, whether we think it's actually a Best Picture nomination worthy at all. Yeah, maybe it's a And reason. how it got into sixth place in our rankings. I'm so curious from to what know I where you ranked it. <laughs> yeah, so from curious. what I see on the numbers, it might be a regional difference, you know? Maybe the Texans are just loving Top Gun a little bit mm. more than those Minnesotans, so. Yeah, no, Matt had it at three. I put it at four. We had an eight nine, eight nine from you guys. This is crazy. This is no. This is what the podcast is for. This is yeah. exactly what we this want. This is it. I'd love to be divisive. Discord. If we all hear... put it at six, that would suck. That would we suck. might as well go home. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants podcast to hear that. <laughs> I do. I want to hear your guys' opinions first. So I know everybody in like the country of America has seen this movie. I think it's a requirement for citizenship at this point. <laughs> um. So I would love to just like hear. I know it's an Oscars podcast, so I just would love to hear like so you your, your unpatriotic opinion. <laughs> Ooh, went there. Um, okay, I'll start. I guess, and he, I have not seen the original Top Gun, so maybe okay. that influenced some things. But I was in the theater, and I was sitting, and I was sitting next to my dad, and I was kind of like, "This doesn't feel like I am who this movie is for." Like, there's just <laughs> some things that were so eye roll. Like the woman, I don't even remember her name because. Sorry. The woman, the does she have a name? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, <laughs> I went there. Um, leaning up against the car with like the wind in her hair. I'm like, oh girl, like what are you talking about? Or like ringing the bell at the bar. I was just so icked out by like how women were betrayed in this film, which I know it's like, we're, you're watching Top Gun, girl. Like you're not gonna, it's not women talking. Um, but... I don't know. I think other than like that just took me out of the world because I think actually the effects and everything were so cool. And it, I got the same kind of feel that I did from Avatar where like when you left the theater, you felt like you unplugged in the way. Um, and I, I think Tom Cruise was good. I don't know. It just like I think in the in the vein of being like an Oscars movie, I think it'll get like sound and maybe editing. But like I think that's it. Maybe best song. But Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga. Mm. Uh -huh. no, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was gonna say, no, I maybe ranked it, I could have ranked it higher, probably two, but I liked it a lot. Um, and I think what it does a lot is pay like homage, homage to um, the first one, similar mm -hmm. to like Avatar, similar to like oh, what's the there's another movie that came out recently that was like, oh, this is just because, um, to honor the first one, sort of. Um, so I, I liked it a, a lot. I thought it was really engaging 
Um, I thought like the Jennifer Connelly character is kind of like, okay, what the hell? She wasn't even in the first one. And they're like, oh. throw her in and make it a love story. It's like, okay, this feels forced. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not expecting it not to be forced. Um, but I do think it got the nom because um, everyone in the industry, like Hollywood has been like sort of thanking them be- for getting people back into the theater because that was one of the biggest, I think it was maybe the first biggest movie since like the pandemic that was released mm-hmm. maybe only in theaters um, and it really got people out. And like, so that sort of saved the industry, I feel like in a lot of ways. So definitely the nomination is a nod towards that. Um, mm-hmm. And Ooh. I think there was a quote from Steven Spielberg recently that was like, what did he say to Tom Cruise? What did he say it to? Like, you, you saved. You saved, yes. Yeah, <coughs> you saved, like, you saved cinema. Yeah, you saved like the theater. Whoa. Um, so I definitely think that's, that's something incredible. to consider. And is definitely factored in. I liked it. It was good. But yeah, as far as this is one of those, since we expanded it to 10 movies, we can include things <laughs> people actually see. But. Right. To get more viewers yeah. for the Oscars. True. Okay, valid. I um, would I I I understand and I um I get where both of you are coming from, but I also think that because this movie played on all of the heartstrings of what people love when they go to the theater, and then also playing on all the tropes of like a classic 80s film and making you just like root for the hero, you don't know what's gonna happen, and it just like encapsulated all of that. I thought it was just so, I thought the movie was just made so well and so smart because mm-hmm. it's not a modern day movie. It's not a modern day action movie. It's a movie made today with all of the like components of an eighties film. And like, I just thought it was just so intelligent for the way it was mm. done. Cause like, it's a fun movie. And exactly like you said, Elena, you really just felt unplugged because you're just so engulfed in that movie. And I, yeah. I just, I, I thought it was just really, really smart. But I agree with you in the sense of being able to like cast this into the category as a little bit more of a, a safe play for appeasing everybody. <laughs> yeah, I definitely enjoyed it myself. Super entertaining. I was sitting there thinking, this is a movie for me. <laughs> in, in direct comparison to Elena, I, yeah, I do get that it was very much eighties. And I liked that this one had a plot compared to the first one. This one's that one's everyone's gripe with the original was that it was just planes flying around, which is cool. And the same four notes, the same tune that plays over and over, which <laughs> they brought back. Um, I thought the plot was very fun. It sort of had some twists and turns to keep you on the edge of your seat or your cockpit, if you will. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and I think its cultural impact was... Definitely part of the reason why it's in here, like you said, Jason. So that's kind of interesting that I don't think that usually happens that a movie is considered for what sort of effect it had rather than how the movie is. Right. I don't know if that's explicit, but that's definitely like no, underlying. But that was something that I thought about like too when I was ranking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't even know if you guys remember a movie just being so like big, big as I, this one. Like, I mean, of the, I would you gotta revoke Marvel out of that. Like, Probably the original Avatar, like the yeah. original Avatar, right? Um, like the Blind Side was so big when that came out. I don't. I just like those like yeah. things where like everybody it, like starts slow and then it just still is like yeah. huge every week, week like months out. Titanic, mm-hmm. but that's long, long time ago. Yeah, that was 
before. Did it come out on your birthday, Jason? Uh, birth year. It's the same year. Okay. 1997. Uh, I do recall, though, this movie, Top Gun, was in the works. Like, they were marketing it <clears throat> while I was working at Dairy Queen because we had the Top Gun Maverick cups, I'm pretty sure. And Isn't when that was that? True? This this was yeah, no, no, no. Had it, not, no, no, no. They was, had it in 2020. They definitely were advertising it because yes, they, they pushed it and then they pushed it again. I it was supposed to come out pre-COVID and they held off for so long. Oh yes, so, great payoff. I think they released it at the right time. Oh, agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say, I did. I was thinking back on it and like I definitely in the theater had chills during moments. Yeah. Like ooh, like yeah. the end sort of moment. I, like, ooh, that really for sure, liked you. when they were romping and playing in the sand. Right. Um, what was the that football? one scene? The football. <laughs> yeah, Wild that I was scene. plugged way Glenn back Powell. in. <laughs> you were plugged yeah. in. <laughs> we needed more. I think the volleyball scene from the original was much better. So we but needed Miles more. Teller. Right. Yeah. No need to expand on that. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Tell I do love Miles Teller. <laughs> I'm a fan favorite. It just was it just was a true Americana. True. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Essentially American. Moving on to the top five now. Ooh. We're getting into it. This uh, I feel like this one might be like not predicted by them. This one is probably the least popular of the top five. He <laughs> made it a score of 21. Popular, you know, outside of our circles, perhaps. Um, or at least popular outside of our circles. It is Tar. Jason, I know you love I'm, this movie. You I'm raved killing about myself it. right now. And you, uh, uh, yeah, you're the reason that I watched it when I did. Yes. And I also thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, so sure. Take I'll, you start, I'll you take start it us. away. Oh, yes, my two favorite movies, Avatar and Tar. Avatar with an... <laughs> accent to nice. grave, um, nice. or accent to goo. I don't know which one it is. Um, we'll fact check you on that later, <laughs> Adam. That's for you, listener, Adam, <laughs> who took French class. Um, no, so Tar is about Cape Blanchett playing this um, uh, basically conductor of an orchestra. She also composes um, of like the Berlin Philharmonic, and she her past and some of her past deeds are catching up with her. Um, and it sort of turns into this thriller in like the second, like psychological thriller, which you're not expecting. Um, but there's also a very heavy like meme culture around it on Twitter, which I'm obsessed with. So I think that's mm. definitely playing into how much I like it. But I do, re- I did really like the film when we saw it first. Just the, and this is like to be insufferable. Um, when they're using like gigantic words and being so intellectual, mm-hmm. I'm just eating that up. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Like the f- whole first like scene basically is um, Kate Blanchett, Lydia Tarr in um, an interview, NPR or something. Um, mm. And it, she's just like saying these gigantic words talking about famous composers and intention of the pieces that they're writing. And I was just eating it up. I like didn't catch every word. I was like, <laughs> like catching like every other you sentence. Just, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. And I was literally, believe her, yeah. literally in after that like scene, I was like, I had to like release some tension because I was like, so like, like, I don't know. Yeah. Into it's it. pretentious in a way where it's so like they get that it's pretentious mm-hmm. and like, that's the point. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's it's very clever the way that it's written. Um, I think the screenplay is awesome, and I wish it had more of a fighting shot. I wish there was more conversations about it, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, not happening for Tar. Yeah, and I do kind of love classical music too, so I think that helped too. Like I had, don't listen to it a lot, but I 
want to let, want to get into it more. So that was really cool. Yeah. For me, I love a movie that comments on society <laughs> and that leaves you questioning psychologically what the hell just happened. And if you like understood it fully. Mm-hmm. So I think those components I loved about it. And it was cool to see the world-class composing atmosphere, that environment, because I'd never considered it before. Um, and yeah, I think that's definitely what they're going for, the pretentiousness, because that's how you have to behave as a composer to get in and to stay in the circle. Um, very interesting look at the inside of a cancel culture situation. Um, surprised there hasn't been more movies about that recently in the last five years, but a very cool, um, yeah, thrilling look on the inside of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't seen this movie, but I saw the trailer <laughs> again. I know, I know, don't hate me. So the reason why this one has been pushed off was because it reminded me a lot of Whiplash um, mm. from at least the trailers and the understanding of how the movie is laid out in the darkness of it. And this is going to be crazy, but every time I watched Whiplash, which was twice, I physically got sick. I was like, this is making me like, cr- like not cringe, but like it's making me like curl. Like uh, it would just like made my stomach churn. And it's, I think that's a test to like why that movie was so good. The acting just like made you like kind of like, like, like recoil and shall we say miles teller by the way yeah absolutely exactly so it's just that's why i was staying away from tar also it was like three hours so that was also a little bit was it that long it's it's a a long movie it's pretty long um but um i want to hear like your thoughts jason's on uh what your if she's gonna win best actress keep on tight race great question let's let's Segue in there and come right back. Yeah, I do have to say, um, I agree. Whiplash, I when when I saw that, that was very hard to watch, and because I definitely Mm -hmm. don't like conflict either. So seeing like secondhand, I'm like, (laughs) um, Tar, not that way at all. Um, I think you would enjoy it. Like you don't really feel like uncomfortable in that way. Yeah. Um, But so yeah, I definitely think you should watch it. Kate Blanchett winning Best Actress. I can. She was amazing. Like her performance is so, 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 so good. good. Um, especially when I've seen like a couple of TikToks. Obviously, because TikTok knows that I love Tar um, about some <laughs> of the scenes everything. Um, that, like her acting. Like she, like there's one moment where she's like just by herself in a room watching a TV and like goes through this insane like 45 seconds of emotion that nobody was prepared for because it wasn't like in the script. And then like the director was like, I didn't know when to cut. Like. Todd Field was like, she just kept going. And everyone in the, like all the crew was just like watching like, oh my God, to know she was going to do that just now. Um, Send me that TikTok. I'll try to find it. Um, That said, I want Michelle Yeoh to win Best Actress. She needs to win. Cate Blanchett has two Oscars. Michelle Yeoh, first time nominee, first time potential winner of an Oscar. Michelle has such a strong Mm -hmm. campaign that I think there's a lot of talk between how tight the race is, I don't think it's going to be a tight race at the end of the day. I think at the beginning mm. when uh, Blanchett was winning, like I think she won the Critics' Choice and the BAFTA, but now with Michelle winning like the Spear Award and other things, I think little, it's just it's race. Michelle's race. It's, she's going to yeah. win. Yeah. Um, even though... I, I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope so too. 
So I do think, and I haven't seen everything everywhere all at once in a bit. I do think Blanchett was probably the better actress. Okay, that's kind of what I've been feeling, but I I didn't want to say it. I know. (laughs) Sorry, I know that Michelle Yeoh listens to the pod, so like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Michelle. Uh, The stats would lie with that take, though. Kate having three Oscars already. Clearly, she's one of the best. Oh, sorry. Has she been nominated? She's she's won a lot. She won for Blue Valentine, right? I think she has, maybe it's just two as actress, because this would be her third, and then usually people cap out at three. Mm. A lot of people do. I I heard. Mm. And I think everyone in the world just wants to see Michelle Yeoh go up on stage and receive the Oscar. Yeah. And hear her speech. It's her time. She's been in 100,000 movies and not gotten any flowers, no recognition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. We'll hop right back on track then with number four. And I will say, he did tank that one, putting it at nine, Tar. Nine? <laughs> and, but nine. But I haven't seen it. That's yeah, I mean, that's like, fair. Yeah, NA yeah. vote. And it, Not made me, so, yeah. it made me sick watching the trailer, too. <laughs> I think the reason why I think Whiplash also made me sick, just to be like, close understanding of it, was like the visual representation of mental of self like mental abuse and then the outside abuse that plays into that self mental abuse and like with miles teller like just forcing and forcing himself to be the best which is not something you need to do 24 7 and i don't know i i've never personally been in that situation but i think that's maybe why because it was just so well made that it made you sick or it made me sick mm-hmm. okay but yeah. no i want to introduce this next one because i rank this one at Number one. So this was the movie that made me draw on the most emotions, and I was pretty floored off of it. Um, and it was the Fablemans. So yes, I know, but everybody else is ranking this one kind of high as well. So I feel like we all have a same take on it. Everything's coming pretty close together um, for these last couple. Yeah, we had a one six four and four. Yeah, I think. I'm- I think I would have maybe put it two or three as well. I would have been happy putting it there. Yeah. It was really good. Interesting. Yeah, I this is another one of those movies that... Over the Fablemans. Oh. Like, to me, I just... I don't know. Like, I think it got... It's getting lost in the conversation of Best Picture. And mm-hmm. I think what people took out of it was, like, it kind of got blanketed under, this is a movie about the magic of movies. Like Babylon, but, sort of. Like Babylon, exactly. It was really linked to Babylon, which is scary to be linked to Babylon <laughs> um, in any way, shape, or form. But um, it's a movie about family, and it's a movie about self-discovery, and they're so... Like, I love that you talked about the emotion of it, um, because I left it very emotional, too. I could go in. I So I saw that one here in Austin as well, and I don't think it was, like, opening week, but I don't know if you guys, like... So the reason why I mentioned seeing them, like, at the time that you see them here is because Austin has such a strong movie fanatic community and so eric and i go to this theater called the alamo and there are just like movie buffs that go so Mm -hmm. like uh, like for the first week of a movie it'll be sold out because everybody wants to see it and they all kind of want to be in that same atmosphere um together but drawing on the fablemans the emotions of like all of the insanely good acting performances and then just a coming of age story which everybody can relate to and feel for emotionally and then the connection that I think it was Sam was the was the boy. Yeah. And then his mother, who was played by Michelle Williams. Williams. Michelle Williams. So good. That was like 
the most emotional like journey of son and mother I I've ever seen. I feel like in a movie, it was just insane. It was, I was just like, you were taken up laughing because of the family, having a good time, taken back crushed because of the things that this kid is seeing, but having to internalize it for the fear of uh, destruction of his perfect world. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't have much more to say than that. That was and then, incredible. I mean, and then Steven Spielberg's filmmaking, just like making you just mm-hmm. fall in love with the magic of movies. I mean, I definitely relate to that. And I feel like all four of us relate to the magic of movies so much. So yeah. um, that was, that definitely elevated it for me. As well. I love the scenes of the Sam character, Steven Spielberg as a kid making movies and seeing how he did it back yeah. in the fifties. with all we, the, the, He did some that. VFX and he, he was, they were like very impressive. I don't know Pokemon how accurate holes. that's how, Steven's movies looked back in the day, but yeah, poking the holes in the yeah that little pictures to like make it seem like the gunshots and so. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's accurate. I, I I took a film class in college and uh, learning at least like of the evolution. I didn't know of anything specific of like poking holes in film, um, but yeah, I feel like that had to be pretty accurate for the reason why. I thought it was very funny movie. too, especially towards the second half when Sam's girlfriend comes <laughs> into the picture. I loved that character so much, and I just wanted more of her goofiness. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the movie and it kind of does meander. It's just like another one of those movies that's not, it's not got a huge conflict just following this family. Snapshot of their life. Yeah. It's not like, oh, we're going to get to this point and then, oh, now the movie's over. It's just, we're just viewing them for a little bit. But yeah, it seemed very real, very good acting. And then great acting. And then uh, I feel like going back to Top Gun Maverick, just playing on like the tropes of like what made uh, um, an 80s movie so like enjoyable and then in the end him walking off with like the fist bump into the uh into the into the set parking lot i thought it was, yeah i i thought it was really great and i loved how like deeply personal it was for like steven spielberg like he really put like his whole life into it and like his experiences and was pretty like honest about as far as i mean i don't know if it's true but i'm assuming most of it is pretty honest about his experience growing up and like mm-hmm. i mean some of the depictions of his parents are like um seth what's his last name Rogan. seth rogan's character um like <laughs> yeah it's probably um hard for him to do so that's really cool that yeah he's been able to i think he had said in one of his speeches that in like all of his other movies et jaws name all the other mm-hmm. movies that he's <laughs> directed um he's put like little bits of his life um, yeah. In there, and this one is like sort of the culmination of that. Yeah, yeah I've read John that Williams somewhere too. Mm, John Williams, yes, <laughs> not exactly. even to mention. Yeah, I've read that he tried. He's tried before, even like with ET, to sort of process his childhood trauma a little bit through filmmaking, and he uh, he never could do it. He always like just avoided it, ended up avoiding it. But with this movie, it is extremely vulnerable of him to show and like say, "Hey, this is my story. This is my life. This is what happened." Mm-hmm. The events that unfolded were not easy to process. And I'm sure him writing it down and filming it and creating it was therapeutic in a way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think Michelle Williams on that one. Um, Michelle category out the wazoo this year. But uh, Michelle Williams in that was, I think if she didn't do that performance, I don't think the movie would have been as nearly as good as it was. Yeah, I wish she was getting more flowers for it because she's I mean, incredible in it. She's so good. Yeah, in, incredible. Especially when they went into the the closet scene, when she went into the closet oh, with him and he yeah. left to show the... 
like, yeah, the right now. emotions that like that it just dead yeah. silence. It's like on her face. Yeah. It's 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 yeah yeah. Listener, you gotta go, go see forever. it if you haven't seen it. <laughs> we go on forever. Yes. Okay. Let's move on. We've <laughs> entered the top three, you guys. Here we are. This is actually. Oh wow. Okay. So number two, three, and four. Fablemans was four. Yeah. All of these are separated just by a margin of one point. Wow. Thirteen, close fourteen, fifteen. Race. Extremely close for second or first place. We'll get to that one later. Mm-hmm. Added by a long shot. So in third place we have the Banshees of Inisherin. Sort of a smaller indie movie. That didn't have a lot of marketing. I don't think it was. I didn't see a trailer of it. That's for sure. Um, but I started hearing about it because of the Oscar talk and how everyone said, "Oh, yeah, that one could win. That could have a real shot." And again, it's one of those movies. Simple. It's about a guy and his friend, and his friend doesn't want to be friends anymore. And the aftermath of that. It takes place in Ireland, an island off of Ireland. Correct. Mm-hmm. During the Civil War, um, Irish Civil during War. During the Civil War, which is kind of, I read afterwards, a metaphor for the Civil War going on on the island between, um, oh, I should have looked up the characters' names because they were so good. Um, Porrick is right now. Um, Colin and Colm is Brendan Gleeson. Porrick and yeah. Colm. Wow. Yes, right yes. I loved hearing all of the little... Um, Funny things that they say, fucking. They say fucking all the time, and just all the other phrases. Uh, Barry yeah. Barry Keegan was great in it. I know he's nominated for supporting actor. All around, I thought it was very entertaining. And then this one also goes off the chain at the end. <laughs> I was gonna. Oh, I've been thinking about this one for a while. This this line. I would give the Banshees of Inner Sharon two thumbs up, but I can't. So I'll just give it one. <laughs> Excellent inside joke for all the yes, listeners yes. who seen it. If you don't get it, it watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really funny. I heard kind of yeah, mixed things going into it, but yeah, we were yeah. dying. I mean, I thought it was like the writing was so good. The screenplay is written by the same woman who did um, Three Billboards, oh. which I didn't know oh, until I Googled, so of course. <laughs> Love the Google. But it was great. I think it will win uh, screenplay. I think it's nominated for score, or I know it's nominated for score, but I think it has a good shot at, at winning that too. Um, and I think, and this might be controversial, I know Jason and I were talking about this, I think Carrie Condon, however you say her last name, has a great shot at winning too, which um, for supporting, supporting actress. actress, which mm. I don't agree with, but I think she has a strong... But you think she has a good shot. I think Who are the other shot. contenders? Angela, Angela Bassett. Bassett did the thing. <laughs> yeah. Angela Bassett, strong. Stephanie Shu, Jamie Lee. You are all of us. Oh, yeah. You are yeah. all Jamie of us. Really young. Um, true, yeah. true, true. To Leslie, the girl from To Leslie. Oh, that's for that uh, best. best. Oh my God, this is such a test. It's literally tomorrow. Oh, we should damn. know this. Okay. Um, oh, do you have it up? Sorry, we just got no. We got the warning for ten minutes again, but oh, it's no. oh my God. time is time is not an issue. We have enough time. Time is not an issue. I do want to say, yeah, this movie. People, I don't know who people were, but I had been hearing mixed things. People are saying it wasn't good, and we watched it. and I was like, this is the funniest movie I've seen. This is, <laughs> it was incredibly funny. We're laughing every scene. I was laughing because it was so stupid. Like, like these are what <laughs> yes, this people's yeah. daily life is. He's getting mad because he's not meeting him for a pint. 
at the freaking bar <laughs> or the pub. Um, <laughs> it was so Barry Keegan is he was the most amazing hilarious. actor awesome. ever. That was such an amazing performance. It was so funny and very well acted. We're gonna be seeing a lot more from him. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be searching it out. Well, in the Joker sequel, right? Oh, oh God! Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. That's Wait, unique as well. The Batman oh. too. And Batman can, okay, sequel. sorry. That's and what I, sorry. I, I, I actually I have a note in my app because I didn't know how this would come up, but it you has got a ton of notes in your app. Um, <laughs> the app. Batman was left out of the Oscars conversation. People have been forgetting that's this year. That was this year. Was that yeah. yeah, at least for Ooh. cinematography, even like the cinematography would was so bump good. Bump triangle, bump it out of there, bump it. Yeah. Let's say that. Let's Put Batman spread in. Spread that, please. Yeah, I was. Yeah, seriously. Good point. I'm glad we mentioned that. It is nominated for other stuff, right? No, I don't think it's nominated for anything. It's got some. It's no. It's, it's definitely got some. something. Oh, if something it's not, it might be like boring. Costume. It is costumes because I thought I was like, okay, oh, the eye makeup. Come on, it's the Batman costume. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Okay. All right. Let's move on to. I'm, I'm going to say one last thought on that. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I I was watching that movie and I had to watch it in parts. And I know it's bad when you don't sit down and watch a movie from beginning to end, but I am with you guys. I was like, wait, why is this movie so funny? I thought it was going to be a drama. So <laughs> totally blindsided by how funny that movie was at the beginning uh, and throughout the whole thing. That's one of those movies where I go, oh my gosh, I'm an adult now. I understand this movie. Like <laughs> 10 years ago, I'd have been like, ah, oh, boring. Cause there's no action sequences and fighting and all that stuff. And I'm like, Ooh, I can comprehend the adult films. <laughs> adult, but adult not films. XXX. <laughs> not <laughs> for any of those reasons, yeah. All right, let's do let's do number two. And then we're, I think we're going to run out of time, so we'll restart the Zoom. Okay. And have unlimited time to talk about our number one. Unlimited to 40 minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so coming in as our collective runner-up, number two out of ten is the remake of the classic novel. It's a war film done by Netflix, well, by German Netflix. It is all quiet on the Western front with a score of 13 combined from us. Mm. I think this is a hot take, I'm not gonna lie. Take it. Getting up there at number two. So I can't speak on it because I did not watch the movie (laughs) in its entirety. But I was watching, I've I've watched clips. Um, I don't read. But I've I've watched many I've watched many clips of this movie, and off of what I've seen on that, it is so visually like insane. And I know mm. I know where it like hits on all cylinders when it comes to like a war movie. And I know that that is always favorites um, because of at least uh, visual effects and storytelling uh, pulls on everybody's emotional uh, strings because somehow we're all connected to it. Yeah, I watched this one. Well, first I'll say I put this one off for a long time because I didn't know it was going to be. Oscar, a contender at all. I was like, ah, shit, my friend Max would like that one. He's a history buff, so he probably watched it. And then I sat down to watch after I knew it was, like, good. And holy shit, was it, like, real. Real as as anything, any war movie has ever depicted war. It was so grotesque. And, I mean, you felt that the whole time. You felt like, and I will say that these actors, whoever they casted, the group of kids, they seem like kids. Mm-hmm. Where in other movies, they seem like they're mid-20s. These, they seem like real teenagers, 17, 18 years old. 
and you just felt like, oh my God, they're going, they, and at the beginning, they don't know what they're getting into. Obviously they're getting all riled up by the, the yeah. Nazi leader. And it's just, oh, the irony of you're like, oh my God, these kids are going to go into the front lines and be traumatized. Well, I'll, they're going to die. I won't spoil it, but it's war. They might die. <laughs> yeah. what did you guys think? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Well, I, did you read the book, Eric? I think we had to read it for school. Uh, I think I sparked it. I read it. the book, too. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> was familiar with the plot in high school. Um, I, I knew the names. Yeah, I was going to say, I recognize like, all the names. Kaczynski, Paul Baumer, Boomer. Mm-hmm. Don't know how you say that in German. Um, but no, it was really good. Yeah, I thought it did an, a great job of, um, like, the point of it is to be like, war is bad and be scared of it. It's no good. Um, yeah. It was interesting in the book. They don't have any of the like they cut back to the leaders of like the war, um, in like their lavish whatever palaces or I think in the train in the car. Train. Yeah, they're like eating really nice food while everyone's in the trenches. So that's that was added, which I'm not sure how I felt about that. Um, it definitely provided the like contrast between the two. Um, but no, I, th- I thought it was really good. It was really effective. Normally, I'm not a war movie person. Neither of us were kind of like, another <laughs> war movie. Yeah. 1917 already did it. I don't need any more. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I had planned on working on a puzzle that I was doing while watching it. And I just, <laughs> oh. yeah, did not touch the puzzle. Um, yeah, I'm not a war girly in general, <laughs> I would say. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. It was so engaging, the cinematography. And I love that you brought up how young the kids were because they looked so young. And I, that really made the movie for me. I mean, it, it made it so much more real. Um, yeah. It was great. And the score was awesome. Like, it, I just thought everything was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I like it. I don't know. Yeah. There's not a whole lot I can talk about, but... Mm-hmm. Well, just commenting on the score... I don't even know what you call that <gasps> yeah. noise. Well, actually, oh, we were so shocked. <laughs> it's just like blaring. It was like War of the Worlds, like yeah. air foghorn. Like we were so shocked. Every time I came over, we were like jump scary. Like, oh my God, it's so out of place. I bet in the theater yeah. with like big sound, it make, it's more effective. But we were <laughs> The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, surely that's not part of the film. What's happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they kept repeating it sort of to signify like something bad's about to happen. Uh-huh. I forgot about but, that. Um, it, it worked for me really well. I mean, I put that on during work sometimes and just listen to the score. <laughs> the score? <laughs> I'm a famous no score person, and I haven't gone back to listen. I'll need to do that. It's intense. Uh, sure. They needed one thing that drew me out. They were just so dirty all the time. I was like, they need a wet Real. wipe, please. Yeah, someone. he had like <laughs> caked mud on his face and just chilling there. Wipe it off. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and then we should talk without spoiling, really. The one scene... It's just so heart-wrenching to watch. Yes. Where... That's actually a bit that we do. <laughs> oh, no. We literally... How do you do the bit? Okay, so normally in a situation where... So distasteful. We're, we're kind of like, when you're saying like, oh, okay, <laughs> bear with us, listener. Um, like when you say like, oh, kill myself. Like, oh my God, don't want to do that. Like, you know when you do like the gun to your head thing? Sure. But we do it's fork. Coming. Skip ahead 20 seconds, reader. <laughs> Fork to the net. The net. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it's caught on. Right. Our it's friends caught are on. doing it. My good. coworkers are doing it. No. Yeah, it's like, oh, I have to on go Zoom? in a meeting with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a very funny bit. 
<laughs> oh no, I love it though. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of scenes and... that I was like, "What is happening?" Like, just I don't want to say plot twists, but just a lot of unexpected twists and turns. Oh yeah, how about when the tanks started rolling in? Mm. Oh, people were getting squashed. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, act, well, we won't spoil it. No, oh. it's a book. <gasps> oh yeah, it's been I was, out. I was saying the final, <laughs> the final battle, which is totally unnecessary. Mm-hmm. because the war, the treaty's been signed and it's like they're an hour away or whatever from the armistice uh, the yeah, armistice time. And the guy's like, no, I'm going to send you guys in. We're going to go for one more time, one more battle. And it's like, everyone knows there's no reason to do this. Or maybe they don't know, which is even worse, but the viewer knows and it's terrible, terrible. I feel like this is a classic Oscars. They yes. would love this movie. Whereas... Yeah. The number one, uh-huh. less so, um, which we will talk about after we restart the Zoom because we are under a minute. Oh, my God. Uh, we'll be right back. That. Welcome back. And I'll let you introduce this one. Oh, I was going to say you have you, the since, list, but... since you know what it is. Um, well, I will say that, okay, this is the one that ranked in at number five that we talked about. We alluded to at the beginning. It was ranked number one by all of us, number two by someone but collectively, it is kicking the ass of all the other movies. And so coming in at number one. is everything everywhere all at once, which um, I'm a huge fan of. I saw that movie and I said, that's going to win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I said I want it to win Best Picture, but it's not, like we alluded to, the typical Oscar movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a woman who is just wants to do her taxes. I guess doesn't really want to. It's about a woman trying to do her taxes. And really chaos ensues, multidimensional aspects to it. If you don't know the plot, what rock have you been living under? Unintended. <laughs> <laughs> um, literally. Oh, oh, oh Jason. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, it's so fantastic. I mean, it has... I've never watched a movie that has combined so many different elements about what I love in movie making and storytelling and just done it so flawlessly without being forced. It's so just quirky and different, but has so much heart to it. And with also being like an action movie, like it doesn't really make sense, but it's a comedy at the heart. Like it just, it, it's so well done. And I mean, every aspect of it is clever. The acting choices are incredible. The music, uh, the directing, I mean, I mean, I could go on and on and talk about this movie, which I don't even podcast. know how you how you direct that. Yeah, right. It's so chaotic. How do you even choose when you can when you can choose anything to include on screen here? How do you even begin? Yeah, that's a good point. Incredible. Yeah, I thought it was really great. We saw it like whatever it came out in theaters like a year ago. Yeah. Um, because why did we, I, I don't know, it came up, it was after the Oscars, so we were kind of just like seeing, we've gone through our Oscar binge where we <laughs> tried to see everything, and then saw that, and we were like, yeah, this, people are going to be, Michelle Yeoh is going to be, we were going to see, we were like, we want her to win Best Actress, like she's definitely going to be nominated, she's going to, we're going to be seeing this during awards season, and I'm so glad we are, because I was mm-hmm. nervous, that's so early for a movie. Yeah, yeah they really had to sustain the yeah. campaign for so long. Like, I wish it would have come out later. Why do you think they just, did that? I don't know. A24. Yeah, well, I yeah, also well, think, well. I don't know if they necessarily knew it was going to be a con- huge contender for an Oscar movie. 
suppose. Yeah. Um, I definitely know at least the backstory is they had that movie done before COVID and they wanted it to be um they wanted it to be seen on the movie screen, theaters only at first, and then they definitely wanted it to premiere um at a festival. So like mm. something big like Kane's or and then they had it premiere here at South by um in Austin. So and that was the first because that was 22. And I think it was like, cause the movie industry was a little bit more restrictive when it came to COVID precautions. So they were waiting a little bit more to have those festivals and South by was one of the first ones to kind of open up in early 22. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think I've ever felt more impacted as a, the way I think about life from any movie other than this, at least not that comes to mind. I think it drove home. It started off meandering just to sort of, get the viewer to feel overwhelmed. That's the point. Like you don't know what's happening, why it's happening. Um, but as the movie goes on and especially the last like 20 minutes, it hits you in the feels pretty hard for sure. Um, and it has a lot of statements about what is important in life. And it, I think I love the messaging the most and it does it. It's so creative. All yeah. Everything about it. I love yeah, I like that you touched on like what's important in life because I don't think this is a spoiler, but like the one quote where it's like in another life, I would love to just do sit and do laundry with you or something along those lines. Like that is something that I will take with me for the rest of my life. Like it is just so sweet. I love the relationship between mother and daughter too. Um, yeah, and Stephanie Shu does such an incredible job just carrying that relationship. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to add on what you said, Elena, you said it brings everything that you love about cinema together. But I also think it brings in a lot of things that you didn't know that you loved um, into the movie as well that you don't typically see in a normal movie or any other type of cinema, um, which makes it a little bit more standout and a little bit more unique there, too. <laughs> yeah, Did I you see this movie. You said you saw this on you said you guys saw this one when it came out in the theater. Did you guys all go together? Um, just the two of us, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. none of our other, fr- not to drag everyone that we no, know. No, we should drag, drag them. They're listening. <laughs> Nobody watches movies. No, it's just us. <laughs> just really? us. Well, yeah. they watch well, like whatever. find new friends. Well, I, I did drag, um, like me and three friends, um, to the theater, and they did not want to go. I think they not were to just hell. yeah, <laughs> dragged drag into hell. Um, <laughs> they did not want to go, and they were like, yeah, sure, whatever, we'll go. Um. And they all left being like, that's the best movie I've, I've ever seen. So I To this one? Oh, yeah. Sure. Like you saw it like, twice? I saw it with Tony and nice. Caleb and Cullen. Mm. And they were all like, wow, amazing awesome. choice, Elena. You're so clever. And <laughs> Right. <laughs> There's a beautiful yeah, sound definitely. effect <laughs> that I just hit. <laughs> the harp. Yes. Um, it's it's uh, not a movie... For someone who wants to go in and be numb and not think, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Drag our debt to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a few people like that who will go in there and he might have walked out of the theater. He did. He said he left. Oh, what? Jesus. I know. I know. He he's does, he's got leave a very many movies. particular taste. He usually like, doesn't like he movies. Love top, or he loved Top Gun. That, that, he put that number one here. Yeah. He doesn't so, always love, like he'll see a lot of movies, doesn't always ones. love them. Doesn't walk out of them often, so I'm still shocked about that. 
Terry, <laughs> you better watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I definitely think that one like needed that theater experience as well. Mm-hmm. Full immersion. Um, definitely can't be watched that one at home. How much do you guys think the Academy cares about messaging of a movie versus how well it's done? Well, I think when, if we were to look at the long history of the Oscars, I would say they probably don't care. But looking at the fact that Coda won last year, it almost seems like we're in a different... Parasite. Yeah, a Parasite. Was... It feels like we're mm. in a different era of Oscars where it does people do care about what people think. And I wonder if that has to do with social media at all. It all comes back to social media. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I think like viewers just have so much freedom to go online and talk. Like there's just way more opportunities for everyone to talk about more commercial movies um, other than just like looking at one person's review and that's who is speaking for the entire viewership of a movie. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Social media has definitely democratized movie critiquing for sure letterboxed even they should just why don't they open up the academy voting to everyone then it like at least the if you, top gun maverick would win every if you year. yeah <laughs> if you authenticate yourself and you become a registered academy voter like why not i don't see why not yeah Let the I, people decide sort of the people's choice awards no oh my god sorry i just um oh. we're lost all good for a sec. i lost okay. uh, the screen but we're here no worries. that was fun <laughs> Yeah, um, cool. So we're all on the same page. E-E-A-A-O is our winner. Yeah, it's, they're going to sweep. They're, it's going to be mm-hmm. wonderful. I just hope Michelle wins, because if Michelle doesn't win, chaos will ensue. We'll riot. But what we'll if riot. Michelle Williams wins then in place of her? I don't think Michelle chaos. has a shot. I think it's really between Kate and Michelle. Um, well, I would love Michelle Williams to get a li- yeah. at least a tulip. Not the whole bouquet Maybe of flowers. In another life, could win the Oscar. Do you, what do you think will be the? What do you think will be the shockers? Do you think there's going to be anything that's like upset? Because I know Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> no, that's okay. Who also, funny that you say Pinocchio. If Puss in Boots does not win <laughs> Best Animated Movie, I don't know if I can trust the Oscars anymore. Because I don't trust the Grammys. They didn't even nominate the weekend off of After Hours, so I don't trust them anymore. And I will not trust the Oscars if Post and Boost is not. Right. I, I you should anticipate to not trust the Oscars. I'm sorry. Yeah, the I the, Did you guys watch Pinocchio. We didn't see. No. I didn't see any animated have, movies. No. Turning Red, Marcel no. the Shell. I want, Marcel, I want to see I it need still. To. Pinocchio. I really want to see Post and Boots for Florence. You have to. Yeah, I've heard <gasps> amazing things. Um, you have to see Post and Boots. Flo Gale. Flo Gal. Um, trying to think of other things to yeah. say. Any other um, comments on yeah on nominees on other what was words? snubbed? I think they said that. Uh, Ooh, that Viola one, Davis. The one movie. Let's talk about Viola Davis was snubbed. And um, um, Daniel Deadweiler. For best do you think actress. best actor is at all up for grabs? Yes. I know Austin is Austin Butler is the front runner. No, no, Brendan Fraser is the front runner. I don't think so. That's I think he's the underdog. Well, okay, New York Times said, oh, we got Under Whale. New York Times was saying um, Brendan Fraser, but I had been thinking Austin Butler. Yeah, Mm. that's going to be an interesting one. I I could see, like, because when voting was out, I don't know. Like, this Oscars year, it just seems like everything's really obvious. Like, there's clear front runners that it's like, oh, like, Austin Butler's going to win. But 
I have no idea how people voted because during the time, and I think the theme of this entire Oscars are people getting recognition for being in the industry for a long time that haven't always got recognition. So like Brendan Fraser is a really good example of that compared to someone like Austin Butler, obviously, or like Stephanie Hsu, which like her entire move, that's her entire movies campaign. So I don't think she unfortunately has a shot, but anyways, um, it'll be interesting to see who actually, where the voting lines up because it's also ranked choice voting this year for the first time. So, Oh, new system. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if everyone's ooh. giving a second place yeah. to somebody, they might actually win. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. There are, Can I just say? Oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Oh, okay. I just want to give a fact. Um, in the major acting categories, um, there's 16 mm-hmm. first-time nominees. So like best actress, best supporting, like those four. That's how it should be, I feel like. Right. I know. It's kind of crazy that like, and not all of them are like young people, like we, Elena was saying. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool to see that. And there's one category. Oh, don't remember which one it is. Everyone is first-time nominee, so it'll be someone's first Oscar. One of the big categories? Yeah, I can't remember if it's Best Supporting Actor. No. Yeah, it could be. Could be. It might be, but was Angela Bassett ever nominated before? Because it could it's definitely f- be. Oh, I don't want to say it's her first nom- could be a- I don't supporting know. Supporting Actress. She's been, she's been nominated Lee? before, uh, but it was something has. a long it's time her ago. First, the first Marvel nom for Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. First Marvel nom, correct. Marvel. Yeah. Um, right? Say it again. It, is this Marvel's first Could acting nom? Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think yeah. it's the first nomination in a major <laughs> category. I'm sure they've gotten like a special effects endgame or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Oh, wait. I, I had one more line to deliver that I've been sitting on for the past <laughs> week. And apologies in advance. But it was this. I know. Can I just say... Brendan Fraser absolutely ate in his role as the whale. <laughs> because he's 600 pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have not seen the whale. I've been too scared. Oh, no, and none of us have seen. Ooh, I've seen it. You, I know you have. Um, yeah, definitely felt leaving a little gross. Or I was gross, <laughs> feeling gross during the movie. Felt a little bit lighter at the end. Um he performed fantastically. It was like four actors in total, and it was in one apartment. They didn't leave the apartment the entire movie. What? Okay. Um, so another one of those very small scale plots, just dialogue, and it's just emotion, just interaction, um, gut wrenching again. And yeah, visually quite disturbing um, when he has his episodes of binge eating. Mm. You know, very yeah. sad movie. I've heard. Um, uh, from the <laughs> Pop Culture Happy Hour NPR podcast, my fave, my second fave podcast, they absolutely hate the whale. <laughs> at least the person who was speaking, um, but they actually had really good like points, speaking points about that. And I, obviously, we haven't seen it, so I can't really comment. But it was something along the lines of: "There's these movies. Blonde is included here with Anna mm. Armas that they seem to be confusing empathy and pity." in a way that is not really great for like how the, the like the tone of the movie, like the, they think it's like they're being empathetic, but it's like pity in like a, in a kind of gross way. Yeah. So I was like, Oh mm. wow, that's a really interesting point. I need to think about that more. So you're saying they're, they're trying to be empathetic, but it comes off as just portraying it. It was, portraying pity. It was something like that. Whereas like they're really getting confused with mm. how they're portraying it. And it's like unfortunately, pit. 
Yeah, pity is the vehicle to get to empathy. That's interesting. Hmm. Mm. I enjoyed The Whale. I think you should watch The Whale. I don't think I will. I'm too scared. I'm scared too. But now, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'll turn Sadie on Sink's and do a character. puzzle. Yeah, we want to see it for Sadie Sink. Who do we... I have a question, um, and it's for the future. So people always say, like, oh, there's no, like, real Hollywood actors anymore. There's no uh, people because of this uh, influencer and, uh, like, YouTube generation. Who do you guys see as being, like, the new pioneers of acting? Okay, not to literally drag myself to hell. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. <laughs> I would no. say. Isn't she already a pioneer? I, I would be, well, like, younger. Yeah. Like, our generation. Like, who's yeah. going to be. Yeah, our generation. That's what I mean, yeah. Like, like, you know, Jennifer Aniston and, like, Brad Pitt. Sort of that, like, maybe 90s sort of, like, movie stars. Like, in all the movies sort of thing. But now for mm-hmm. our generation. Zendaya. Yeah. Um, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like Paul Miskow's coming yeah, out. The Paul's entire Dune cast. Mo- say Dune that. Cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of. I think Sydney Sweeney's going to blow. Yeah. Up. Yeah. I think she will too. Because uh, she was so good in season two of Euphoria and and White Lotus and White Lotus. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she got canceled. Hopefully, not like canceled, canceled, but you know, like th- her family. Yeah. Her family canceled. Well, they were just happy. I know, no, it's just like tough. Oh, they just wanted to celebrate in a fun redneck event. I don't know. Oh, it's so kind of tough. When... from Minnesota. You know how it is. Seriously. <laughs> well, so, Jason, we're still going to do the bracket, right? Yeah, Oscar's I haven't bracket. sent it out yet. Well, right. I guess actually you have access to it because it's the same doc. I just added a new yeah, tab. I'll share with him. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm um, really good at guessing. We'll fill it out. Okay. So, exciting to see who wins that. Did I? How did I do last year? How did I fail? Um, I have it. Um, I have the results. You didn't do great. I recently looked at it. Um, here, let me see. <laughs> I think I was trying to. You chose go for some. too many upsets. Yeah, you chose some upsets. upsets. Um, okay, where the? I've heck? already got my picks though written down. So okay, I'm so ready. Here's the 2022 lineup: Jason with 18 correct, Slade. Um, then Amanda, which is one of my friends from college, and Emma, who is Emma, who had not this last my roommate, she had not seen. She had not seen a single. She filled this out five (laughs) minutes before the ceremony. Tied for second. (laughs) Um, And then Elena with sixteen, and what would be four? Wait, 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 wait. Can I go back to Emma's story? Yeah. Did she did she know what the front runners were at all? She like did some research or something. We saw Coda together. (laughs) Okay. okay. Yeah. So she had only seen Coda, and then she went on the Google.com and said who's winning each category, (laughs) and then filled that out. (laughs) Okay. Which is fair, like seeds. I think that's yeah. fair, like, for all of us. Like, we can definitely be looking up stuff. We just have to oh, yeah. choose what we, we think is right. We can use resources. Um, we just have to choose who to trust. Right. right. <laughs> and then, Eric, you had 13 correct in last place. Um, wow. So 18, 17, 17, 16, 13. That's room for improvement this yes. year. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I'm looking to keep the crown, so watch out, everyone. Well, okay, watching. <laughs> watch this. We should actually make like a traveling crown of some sort, like a ooh, we An should Oscar. Just order a fake Oscar, yeah, <laughs> but maybe a funny one. Sure, except for we have to backdate I'll it look with my win. We can backdate it with your win from the year perfect. before. Yeah, thank you. Okay, perfect. Ah, uh, yeah, it's only fair. Cool. <laughs> Well, we should probably wrap up so the listener can get out of their car. They've been sitting in the garage oh. for 25 Hopefully minutes. Hopefully with the garage door open and they don't die from asphyxiation. Oh, please no. Exactly. <laughs> True. 
But yes, thanks for listening to everyone, all seven of you. We really appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Eight, all of our eight. fan. <laughs> all of our fan. So appreciate it. Maybe one day we'll have ads to put in our Zoom breaks because wow. we get so popular after you spread the love. We're doing this for free. Listeners. <laughs> You're so welcome, listeners. Yes. We're actually paying I to would do rather. I would rather not spend my Saturday morning any way else. Oh, <laughs> us wow. as well. Mutual. Heart, heart. Amazing. Awesome. It was so nice spending time with you guys. And, yeah. meeting both of you. and nice to meet you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Me too as well. Nice to meet you, Elena. We'll uh, speak in the future. Well, we'll, we'll probably have an aftermath I was gonna say after yeah. the Oscars. We need to <laughs> a quick FaceTime. Regroup. Regroup um, podcast. Recorded? We'll see. We'll see. Oh. No promises. Sorry, viewers. We'll see. Just gonna have to see. Uh, so. But this will be an annual thing next year for sure. We'll Perfect. do this. Uh, Alrighty, thanks for listening, hey. and we'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Outro music. Bye.